so I uh, apologies that this episode didn't come out on Wednesday as is the typical plan. It's just that I lost track of time with a lot of other stuff going on, but yeah, this episode's out now, and uh, also, so next week's episode should hopefully be out on Wednesday as well, so I hope, but I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and I am joined this week uh, by Barney Metcalf, as it was coming. How do you do? Uh, as is becoming the standard uh, for this show. And for this week's episode, we're going to be looking at Hereditary and Midsummer, Ari Aster's uh, two directed features uh, in anticipation of Bo is Afraid, which isn't out when this episode will be going out, but uh, I wanted to talk about these films anyway, and we'll talk about Bo is Afraid at the end of this, and also once we've seen it, we'll, it will be covered in the review of the year episode. So, uh, I rewatched Hereditary today for the purposes of this. I did not rewatch Midsummer, but I watched it at the end of last year, so I'm not as bothered by that. Neither of us rewatched Midsummer. I, I remember it fairly well, though, so in a way, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I, uh, I I watched yeah, so I watched both of them for the first time last year, and um, I will say that uh, watching Hereditary during the day probably affected my feelings a bit because I don't I don't think it's quite as effective. Okay, look, to just get right into it to start with uh, Hereditary, uh, yeah, I just don't. It definitely needs, feels like it should be a film that you watch late at night to really get the full experience. Yeah, which is what I did. I, I watched it. At, I, I started it at about 11pm. Uh, it was a very, very spooky experience. Yeah, I rewatched it for this. And I think... I think it's a solid contender for one of the scariest films I've ever seen. I, I think I'd agree with that, yeah. I think it's very scary. I'd put it up there with um, Robert Eggers' The Vavitch, but that film's a bit too boring for me to fully love I mean, it. Fully... I, I, I'm aware that the 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers was quite unnerving as well. I have not seen it. I believe you have, right? I have. Um... Yeah, and no, I, I find that film quite effective as well. Um, although I, I would say that I think Hereditary does trump it a bit um, in terms of being immediately uh, scary. Yeah, I don't think I've covered many horror films on this podcast. I'm, I'm just having a look now. We did the Halloween films, but that was not really. That's not the same thing. I did It Follows, which again, a reanimator, I guess, is kind of horror, but that's more comedy. I feel like yeah, it's, it's horror. there's more of a comedic edge to that film. Um, I'm just looking at what else I have done on the show. But in general, I think for me, horror, I'm not affected by intense like violence. I, 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 I'm more into psychological horror. And, and, and I don't. Oh, well, this one kind of does both of that. 
It does a bit, yeah, but it's not one like slashes in general. I don't. Yeah, know. no, it's by no means. People aren't dropping dead left, right, and center. You know? Yeah, and I think that's a problem. I I appreciate that this goes for a more character sort of base. Like it, it's analyzing these characters. It's about you know this woman. She loses her mom and then her one of her fucking kids. Like she like it's it's terrible, and it's just like. She's sort of losing it, you know, and I, I think that uh, there is some really fucking unnerving, like, imagery in this. Like, there is some stuff that... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, that holds up between both of these films. Ari Aster's mind is a place I do not want to go because it... <laughs> It's very disturbing. Um, I, I don't rem- and... I never found Midsummer to be... Uh, especially scary personally no and i'll get into why later but i think there are definitely some images that are mm-hmm. yeah. off-putting uh but yeah for hereditary uh you know i yeah i first watched this last year late at night and uh, just something about th- th- probably my favorite shot of the whole film is when alex wolf he's the the kid and he's sitting on his bed, and then there's just in the background, it's like obscured by shadows. There's just Tony Collette, just like in the corner, just like above him. Yeah, I I definitely heard about that when I first watched it back in 2019 before Midsummer, mm. um, and I'd forgotten about it this time around. Um, yeah. And just as it like moved to the next shot, I was like, oh shit, there she is. Yeah, I. Uh... Because I, I do remember there's the bit where she, like, runs across, like, the wall or something. With, but I completely forgot that she's just, like, there. And I was like, oh, that terrifies me. Just the idea yeah. of, like... I, I've had this thing where... I, I think there's a bit where uh, it's implied he, um, uh, Alex Wolf's character... Uh, he, like, sees a chair or something. And, he, and I think it's implied that he sees, like, his... He sees like his sister there or something, or maybe I'm. Just yeah, no, he, he definitely is meant to see Charlie. Charlie, yeah, there, yeah. and no. I've had that before where I wake up in the middle of the night and there's just like a human <laughs> fucking shape in my room, and I'm like, <laughs> what the? F- oh fuck! Yeah, and I'm, and I'm it, genuinely it's like, it's oh. how, how this this film affects me. I finished the film and I was like, oh, I really need to go to the toilet. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to oh, go to the toilet in the middle of the night. That's fucking going to creep me out. <laughs> yeah, this is like, it's a genuinely quite unnerving film to watch. It, it, it really just, yeah. And like, like the, the few moments where there is violence, it's raw and brutal. Like, it's not... I, I, I was like, brutal is the word Like, for it's it. not... Like, you know, something like the Scream films have a lot more violence in them, but it's not really that, yeah, brutal. It's, you know, being stabbed is awful, but it's never, it never feels like it's, I don't know what I, like, what I'm, the word I'm looking for is exactly, but, like, Hereditary, like, at the end where she's fucking soaring off her own head just like with a piano walker. yeah like that is the that is one of the most horrifying just like images and just like 
ideas. Ideas. Like, yeah, nice. And I, I know Incredible. I've heard stuff about the new Evil Dead film with a cheese grater, and I'm like, oh, that... Oh, I have heard about that, that's, but gonna, that's already pretty good. Yeah, and, I, and I'm like, that's gonna be... I'm... I, a lot of the time... It, it really takes a lot for me to cringe while watching, like, violence. Like, I... Eh, like... Like, I'm audibly going, ooh. Yeah, and it's like... <clears throat> I'm trying to think of examples of films where I, like, actively cringe while watching, like, of something... For, like, I can't think of anything, really, off the top I mean, of my head. Th- this and Midsummer are two of the examples for me. Yeah, and, and, yeah, I mean, besides this film, of course, I think it... Yeah, just... It's so... And there's some, some great image... In both of these films, there is some fantastic imagery... That I did not I, I, when I first watched this, I did not expect to see a shot of a child's decapitated head covered in ants. But yeah, decomposing. Like that is so you and you never and you don't really see that in in horror either. Like you never see Yes, yeah, something De- dead that children horrific. Are kind of like a sacred cow in... Yeah, exactly. It's like you don't and you don't kill like a dog or anything like in that in horror is what you sort of like you well, sort of, well, and if in... you do you, you don't show it that. Yeah, that exactly. Much. Like it's always implied. But yeah, Whereas, yeah for those who are listening to this podcast and for some reason don't know. Um yeah, the the young daughter Charlie is have an, an allergic reaction. Their brother drives her to the hospital. Um, she put, puts her head out the window to to breathe, and he has to swerve out the way of a deer in the road, and she gets decapitated because they go yeah. past a, an electrical pole. I will say um, that didn't quite work for me as well. Like the shot of her head, like coming off, it felt a bit unintentionally funny. Like I don't know. Like maybe it's because I was you. expecting it, and because I was. I, I do not think children being decapitated is funny. I think just the way it's done feels a bit... I don't know, maybe... I think because the first time I wasn't expecting it. I did not expect a child to... I, I still think it, it worked effectively. It, it definitely made me, you know... I, I didn't, I guess, react to it, but in, in my head I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Um, That's the yikes from me. Yeah, it's... Um, but, yeah... So yeah, Tony Collette, amazing, and and she, she fucking hell. It's um no, this is a very this is probably the uh, best thing. Award-starved performance. Yeah, I think this is probably her best work, and I've seen her in quite a few things. I think this is far and away the best work of her career. Um, I'm just looking at other films I've seen her in. I've seen her in Knives Out. Yeah, she's all right in that. I think she like her in the Sixth Sense. Well, I forget she's in it. Both of those. In Knives um, Out, really. yeah, she's one of the. Yeah. Um, kind of what I think of her as being in. Um, I guess in, in Australia, she's probably best known for Muriel's Wedding. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I th- yeah I know I think she's really great, and and again, this is one of those performances that could be so over the top, and she, just... she plays a. a... At like a just the right level. pitch perfect level of like, you know, she has like sort of the subtler moments, but when she's like yelling and shouting, it doesn't take me out. 
Because that's a problem I have with some films when characters start shouting and yelling and crying. It feels like, okay, th- you're just like, this is a bit much and I'm not. It's like, oh, look at you, you're doing big acting. Ooh. Yeah, but I, I think Tony Collette sort of nails the, that level and, and, and very much toes the line. There's a moment very near the end of the film where, um, what was it, she throws something in a fire and her husband... Yeah, you know, starts burning a lot. Oh, dude, yeah, and she's like, and horrified. it's quite a famous shot. And then, and, like, and then her her brain just kind of snaps because she gets. Well, we'll go into the twist, I guess. Yeah. Um, in a minute. But yeah, just the way it. Uh, I I I think to be fair, beyond Tony Collette, I think the acting in general is actually really good. Like everybody talks yeah. about how great Tony Collette is, as they should. She is amazing in it, but I think Alex yeah. Wolf actually does a really nice job. Alex Wolf, yeah, he's, he's the one that really stood out to me this time. It's been like, oh no, you're doing some really great acting. Yeah, and uh, there's just some of that, like on nerve, where he's like looking in like the mirror, and there's just him looking back, like just like smirking, like something about that is so much more unnerving than in, it should be in theory. What's up with smiling in horror films? I don't know. I think it's, it's yeah, cause smile. Yeah, last year. I don't know, but something about that imagery feels... It's more unnerving than it should be in theory, because it should be, like, yeah. kind of dumb. It, it Like, it shouldn't be that effective, but just the way it just, like... And there are some great camera shots as well, just the way the camera moves at times. I, I think this film is really well directed. Yeah, no, I think Ari Aster, debut film... If and he does a great job with it. Like I, I think he does a fantastic yeah, no, job with it. Uh, and I think he, yeah, and, and and he writes the films as well. He's a, he's a very competent director who does a lot of really good stuff with his films. And I think he, I, yeah, I just think this film. Like overall, I do really like this film. Not as much as when I initially saw it, but I still think it is a good film like i i I, I liked it more than i did the first time around but i Mm. think and i know we were we were talking about the kind of the gore a bit more earlier but i think it it it's at a point where it's maybe a bit too unsettling for me it does Mm. affect me a bit more yeah i uh that definitely that i i didn't have it with this one but i have had it with films before where a film is just a bit too like oh this is a bit much for me like this is really great and i really like what they're doing here but i but it does sort of affect my feelings on the film as well because it's like i can't like because not i'm not saying every film should be something that like oh i can't wait to watch that again or that you can just like pop on i'm not saying that but i do think some films do are just like cool so do i like where i'm like do i want to watch this again like is this a film i want to and i yeah i don't think hereditary is that for me but i i can see how it is unnerving to someone else it's something where it's like if i'm watching it i'll i'll go into it thinking oh this is a bit of a task um but i think there is definitely rewatch value to it Mm -hmm. and i think that is thanks to some very strong writing yeah, I think the writing... I, th- I think, like, this isn't just 
a lot of the time, not a lot of the time, but a decent amount, films often feel like they either have um, have fantastic directing with like decent writing or de- amazing writing with decent directing. Like a lot of the time, I feel it's hard for certain people. Very, it's not that common that you get both. Yeah, both. Like I, I very rarely think because what because one is is obviously like a standout. You know, like something like. I would go Martin McDonough, his films stand out more because of the writing as opposed to the directing, yeah. for example. Whereas Steven Spielberg films generally stand out more in the directing than the writing. For the for the most part, not everything, but it, I think in general, a lot of films have standout elements with, with like one or the other, but I think this is a nice combination of the two. I think, I do think the writing is better than the directing but i think there's a lot there's a lot of potential from this film like like you can watch this film and be like okay so this guy this director he knows what he's doing and he's gonna do something and he's gonna do great shit this is a man in control of this film yeah and again this is like his debut feature like this is like that's insane that someone can this can be a debut film and still do it's still be this great like it you know and it is interesting because when you just because i i i know we've talked but like the landscape of film and cinema has changed you know it's, it's a lot harder for directors to get like you know, like Ari Aster is sort of a one a very recent example of someone who just sort of comes out of nowhere and just has this massive hit and just gets a career off it. But you don't see that as often. A lot of I feel like a lot of directors struggle to get stuff shown. Um and that's just the evolution and the, the change in cinema, but it is nice to know there are still brilliant auteurs who can just come out of nowhere and just you know do really well a career now exactly yeah like i i think um like the daniels who directed everything everywhere all at once like it's not like that was their first film but it really it was their big it was a very big deal and it you know yeah has sort of launch their career to a wider stratosphere now because everybody they're definitely on a bigger level than they were when they did like swiss army man exactly yeah yeah and i think and i think yeah hereditary just as a film i think is a very very probably one of the best film debuts that i've certainly seen i i think it's incredibly well put together because a lot of film debut films are kind of shit you know, even from guys like Spielberg. It's a little bit shaky. Yeah, but this feels like someone who's directed multiple films already. Like this doesn't feel like it should be a first film, and it's it is quite yeah. upsetting <laughs> that someone's this talented with like one. It's annoying. Film. And it's just like, oh man, I wish I could be that good. You know, it it it's quite like, oh, this guy just just knows what he's doing it's both inspiring and disheartening yeah because like yeah um but yeah so i think this film i mean yeah i think this is a really great i think both of these are really great films i'm it's just my general thoughts i think these are good films i think ari aster is a great filmmaker um and i yeah i was watching as i was watching it there's a bit in the film where well first 
like where um this is after Charlie has been killed and Alex Wolfie's what is his character's name? I probably should know his character's name. Um, Peter. Uh yeah, and he's uh he's smoking weed. They're smoking weed under the fucking like bleachers at school, like which is such a feels weird because actually it's not that weird because my high school people it's, did. It's the kind of the high school thing. Yeah, but yeah, and my point was I there was a bit. When they're under the bleachers, like, are they smoking weed? Yeah, they're, like, smoking weed. I assume so. Yeah, and they're doing drugs. Um, and when Alex starts, like, choking or whatever, which, man, it must suck being allergic to things, though. Like, I- I'm not allergic, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, but I can't imagine it's pleasant. Um, I did find myself thinking early on, when they're at the, like, the wake of the funeral... Um, and Tony Collette says, oh, we don't have the EpiPen with us. And I was like, why would you have a, a child that is, like, deadly allergic to something and not carry the EpiPen with everywhere yeah, they go? that's fucking craziness. Actually, I, um, I just remembered something else from my high school. Someone stole someone's EpiPen at school once. Oh, uh, what? Just, just monumentally shitty. Like, who, of all the things to steal, still in their clothes, fucking whatever, but a fucking EpiPen? Like, that is the EpiPen, worst the thing. the life-saving bit of medication. That is the worst thing you could steal from someone. Even their phone wouldn't be as bad, because don't, you don't need a phone to live, but you do need a fucking yeah. EpiPen. But yeah, and I and I remembered that when she brought mentioned the EpiPen, I'm like, oh, that's right. She is allergic to things, and that's why her head comes off, because they're driving the shit, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I, like, it leads to that, is, is the, the core, yeah. It, yeah. It reminds me of, like, yeah. it reminded me, like, oh, that's why her head, that's why, yeah, I remember that's now. That's that situation happens. Yeah, that's how she gets to that point, yeah. Um, um so, so you're gonna say something uh, before yeah. I interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mentioned the writing earlier, Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I want to talk about something like the foreshadowing in the film. Um, yes. And I guess we'll talk about the twist. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I mean, I love, I love it when films do stuff like this, and they just kind of lay out a bunch of little puzzle pieces. And they just, of, when they, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they do it. Yeah, Fight Club does it remarkably well. Edgar Wright mm. does it, and basically all his... He, well, I mean, he just tells you what's going to happen. That's, that's, like, his whole thing. He just tells you, like... Edgar yeah. Wright spoils his own movies. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, if... The fact that Edgar Wright writes his film... Well, not all of his films, but he writes his films like that, it is kind of like, well... You could just predict what's going to happen then. Like, it's not... If you know him well enough, and you know how his, his mind works in writing, yeah. you can kind of figure stuff out i mean that's not a that's not a diss on edgar wright i think it's a he does he does less of the whole plot yeah spoilers he does it in outside the trilogy yeah he does it in short of the dead and he does yeah he does do it in hot fuzz not as over there isn't a scene not as, as nick frost it, is just it, like he doesn't, he's all he doesn't lay out the plot as much as he does in in the world's end in short of the dead exactly yeah um but yeah he yeah no i i, I i'm i'm not I think the problem with that kind of writing, though, is it could become predictable. Like, if you have all this stuff sort of laid out, and you're like, oh, well, that's going to come back later. And I I think... Yeah, but only if you're really looking for it, and if yeah. that's your entire focus, rather 
and just watching the film. Yeah. I, I, I do think, though, there is possibilities where it's too blatant and it's just like, oh, well, that's going to come back later. I, I think, in theory... I mean, I don't look... For, I don't actively look for twists, like, trying to guess twist endings, because that just yeah. ruins the movie. But if something's made sort of blatantly obvious to me, I'm like, well, that's probably what the ending is, isn't it? And then I'm less engaged with it. I, I, but I don't go looking it's, for it. Um, but I, I think this is an example of, of that sort of thing being done very well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, this time, because, you know, I was I was actively looking for things this time around. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I'd seen it before, I, I knew how things went. So I thought, okay, right, let's look for some clues. Mm-hmm. Um, it was properly Blue's Clues of me. Um, so quite early on... Um, Peter, the the son is in a he's in a, like an English class, uh, in an English class, and they're talking about the tragedy of Heracles, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, saying is it more tragic for a character to have a choice to change their fate, or is it more tragic if they don't have that opportunity? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of playing into so basically the twist at the end of the film is that the the matriarch figure of the family who died um, before the film begins. Um, she was like the the leader of a cult, basically trying to summon one of the eight kings of hell, Payman, to Earth. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, her plan was the reason she had a family was to you know make this prophecy happen. The whole Heracles thing comes into it because basically the family in this film don't really have say in what's going to happen to them it's kind of like they've been basically being puppeted from the start Mm. yeah it's a a whole sort of a conspiracy yeah and uh i think yeah i i i do like that whole like oh this was always like i don't that kind of stuff really also is quite unnerving to me just sort of the idea of like Uh, this is you can't escape something yeah and that's why midsummer could at times could like like something where like people are against you and like it's you can't like this is an inevitable yeah and there's this inevitable fate of you're going to die like that is really quite again I'll, I'll i'll talk about another example of this um, when we talk about Midsummer, but... yeah, Midsummer is, is is a lot of is quite a bit of that as well. Um, yeah, I do really like I I I I like that the film isn't. Uh, I I do appreciate that there aren't really like jump scares or anything, or like the film isn't actively trying to scare you. It isn't just like oh, here's a scary bit. Like it's just it's just a natural progression of the story. Just trying to get into your like psyche and yeah, and um, there's some yeah, truly quite yeah, the bit where I really, I will say I'm kind of unnerved when characters just sometimes they just like contort their bodies in weird ways, just like fuck randomly. Oh yeah, yeah. And when he's in the class and he just like raises his arm up, and then he and like and then he just starts bashing his head into the fucking desk. I'm like, oh mate, that's. Oh. and then when and towards the end where Tony Collette is like banging her head on the fucking door I'm like oh that is just 
horrifying. Like I don't, like that just it's really quite yeah. Un- I keep saying unnerving, but like it, that's just that's what the it word is. for it. it. That's what it is. This film is unnerving. It yeah. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I think there was a shot that I noticed this time around that really freaked me out. Um, and it's just before the the whole climax kicks off. So it cuts. So just after like the the dad is burned alive. Um, burnt, yeah, burnt. Yeah. There's an outside shot of the house, and then it cuts to like same shot, but at night. Um, and you just see all of these cultist members lingering outside the house. Mm. It's like you're not looking for it. You won't see them. No, I I missed that. I did not notice that. Yeah, I... and I, I recommend going back and having a look at that bit because once you notice them, it's like, oh, this isn't subtle, you know? Then yeah, not exactly because you're looking at the house, you don't notice it. Exactly. That I was focused on the house. I I wasn't like, oh, looking out for this kind of stuff. And I think that's uh, I do like that. That if you aren't looking technique. For... Drawing the audience's eye to a certain point. Yeah, I um, yeah, I think there's a lot to. This is a film that you can watch multiple times and pick up new things. I and um, I do. Uh, I think. Yeah, there's just a and I and I like that because a lot of horror, I mean, takes place at night, like just horror. Horror, horrific things happening at night makes a lot of sense, and that's where most of the horror takes place. But in Hereditary, even there's you know where he's you know bashing his head into the desk like that's during the day. You know when that old that middle aged woman is like yelling at him from across the street. That is during the day. Like I and I think something. I the, the, hus- the husband burning to death in my mind that took place at night, but yeah, that's during the it day. does take place during the day, and I think you know a night obviously works but something about horror during the day can feel almost as unnerving it's just like because you don't expect it because sort of just yeah the hit there's a history mind there's like there's there's safety during the day exactly yeah like just throughout the history of horror it all it all happens at night you know when people in scream when people are killed it is at night generally you know, in, in, in most, yeah, in most horror films, it's at night, you know, Freddy Krueger gets you in your dreams when you sleep at night, you know, like, it's that kind of thing, and, but horror, again, and I think, I mean, we're going to touch on this with Midsummer as well, but The Wicker Man, again, is horror during the day for a lot of it, you know, and I think, yeah, because during the day, you're like, oh, this should be safe, I should be fine, you know, nothing can get me during the day, and then, and you are and then there's something, and then something happens, you know, like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think this film was paced fairly well. Like, it, it, it's, like, it's a two, it's a little over two hours, but it doesn't, it just, stuff's always happening. Like, every scene is progressing something, you know, whether it's Alex, uh, well, Peter at school, or it's, um, you know, the dad, and Tony Collette talking about stuff like it's sort of always progressing the plot, which is good because that's what films yeah. should do. It's weird. Oh, yeah, no, you want every scene to be vital. Yeah, and it's weird that I'm saying that like it's unique, but I think a lot of filmmakers don't get that. It's just like yeah, 
and and that's why I'm slightly worried about Bo is afraid because I feel like it may be like be too, it's too, it's got a long run time it, and I feel like surely everything in there isn't going to be a hundred percent. Yeah, necessary. I'm pretty sure they were like. I don't know if he talked, if Ari Aster talked about it, but I think someone was like, could you edit it down or something? And I, and I think, I'm sure there's something where he's been asked about the runtime and he's commented on it. Yeah, Hereditary, yeah, it's really great. I, the part, there's also, yeah, there's the party scene where it all happens and I'm like, I would feel so... I, I do think it is, yeah, he just goes to smoke weed. You know, that's more important than... Well, it's because it's with a girl he likes, rather. That's the thing. As opposed to the safety of his sister. Yeah, no, I just think there's a lot to... There's a lot to take from the film. I, And, yeah, it's a very psychologically based horror film, and that works better. Well, I was going to say, it's, a lot of the, the stuff kind of revolves around potential mental illness, and mm, yeah. a lot of the thing, like the reasons the family start to dysfunction a bit uh, to do with like grief and that yeah i i rewatched uh the babadook recently and i had to write an essay on it for uni and i know you haven't seen it so i'm not going to spoil anything uh, well, from what i know that's that's all about grief and shit though isn't it yeah like it's a it's a woman it's about a mother grieving and there is a monster but it's not about the monster it's not just the the monster represents the monster more than more. just a monster it's not just like something attacking her it's it's more than that because i i know i'm i'm not saying that like every film needs to have like a deep theme but or or really be saying any or saying well, it's something. always nice when they do well. Yeah, I I don't like horror when it's just sort of monsters and 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 creatures attacking people. That's just kind of boring. It's like I've seen that before. Give me something. I mean, mentally. Yes, but it needs to be for a certain time period for me. I think if the if the monster or whatever represents something more than just being a monster, I'm fine with that. But if it's just like a monster for monsters' sake, then it's like, eh. Like, oh, you could have done better. Yeah, you could have done better than that. I um. Yeah, I did. I I do. I actually really like the scenes where they're communicating with like the glass or whatever. Like that, I thought was actually really nice. And it uh, like I think I I just think yeah, I just think this is a good film. I uh, really enjoy it. I think it is a pretty good film. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree. I, I liked it more than I did previously, or I just sort of enjoyed it, but mm. I think I, I got into it more this time around. I started to kind of really look for things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, Want to put a number on it? Uh, yeah, I, I bumped my rating down. It is an 8 out of 10. I had it as a 9 before, but I still it's a very, very strong 8, and it, it could go back and forth throughout. You know, I just, I just didn't I, find I... it as effective and that might just be because of the content context of when i watched it but it's still a really great film well i've, I've bumped my rating up i had it as a seven previously oh um and I've, I've i've bumped it up to a that's a 7.5 but you know uh and then midsummer um it yeah be a, a strong yeah. Date, but i know. i uh i i do really like midsummer as well, um, I went in 
and everything I had heard had basically said, it's just the Wicker Man. And I'm like, cool. And, I mean, it definitely feels like it's got some, like, Wicker Man elements from it, but it's not exactly the same. I was expecting it to... But it, well... It, like, just the sort of... I, I, am, I am one of these people that makes a lot of Wicker Man comparisons. Mm-hmm. Um, and apart from, you know... Obviously, like, the, the plotting is different. Yeah. And some more subtext in this film. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very similar to The Wicker Man. Yeah, it's... It's... It's got... Yeah, it's... I'm not saying it's not similar. I just expected it to be more... It, to basically be like it again. But... And it definitely has elements. I don't know... I I don't know if Ari... Has Ari... I have to imagine someone must have asked Ari Aster about it. Like, the comparisons between the two. Because it... Because everyone makes... Like, everyone makes these sort of comparisons to it. But yeah, I I prefer Hereditary. I think Hereditary is better. Uh, personally... Uh, but I, I still... think I prefer Midsummer. I'm not sure mm. though. I do really like Midsummer though. I um, I, I mean, yeah. Just to go into it, Florence Pugh, as the lead, uh, is fucking great. I think Florence Pugh's fantastic. 2019 was a great year for Florence Pugh. Yeah, and he also had well, that was the family. Yeah, and Little Women as well. Yeah. And, uh, and Florence Pugh is one of those actors where I'd basically be interested to see whatever she makes. Like, it's, I've got a very small list of actors where I'm like, I will see basically whatever they make, for the most part. Like, I'm sure you've probably got a few actors that you're... Yeah, no, I definitely have some people. I mean, I think Florence Pugh's probably on a sort of, maybe an, an outer circle of that, but she's definitely someone that I'm always yeah. interested to see what she's up to. Yeah, like, yeah, I'd say Florence Pugh, Adam Driver, um, Andrew Garfield, Annie Taylor-Joy, Nicolas Cage, because, obviously, um, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, Sam Rockwell, probably. Oh, so Sam, Sam Rockwell's definitely one of mine. Um, and Colin Farrell, actually. Colin Farrell, now that I think about it. I think those are probably the, those actors where I'm like, I will pretty much be up to seeing whatever they make because they're all really great. But yeah, no, I think Florence Pugh does a lot with this. Again, I, she spends a lot of the film crying, and I and I and this could be one where maybe I could get an arc. I could see like maybe she's being a she's doing a bit too much with it, and she, but I think. I think she plays it fairly well. I don't think it's uh, right level. It, it it could definitely be a performance of like, oh, this is just too much. Happen like I just expected it to be a bit, like, like, like as we said before, Tony Collette very much toes that line of be- of not being too over the top, and I don't think Florence Pugh is, but it does feel like she could. Like, depending on who you ask, I think some might be like, oh, she's a bit too over the top with this and isn't quite as... I think it plays with how other things are being presented, though. Mm. Yeah, I think, again, context, Matt, I I think, you know, this film also is a very psychologically uh, affecting film. Her, is it what, her boyfriend or whatever it is? Or is it... She know it, like 
doesn't she know someone who like commits suicide was it uh, her sister commits suicide and that's kills right. her parents that's, that's right yeah yeah I, I think Ari Aster just based on these two films really deals with yes yeah, psychologically you know, psychological horror and very affecting yeah and, I, and I've heard Bo is Afraid um, people have seen it it's apparently quite a I mean it's a character study but and it's got some yeah psychologically interesting elements to it but yeah uh we've also got will poulter as uh one of the guys in it i like will poulter i i, I haven't seen him in a whole he's lot but always, I, always seeing him show up and stuff. yeah I, I loved him in bandersnatch actually i loved him in uh, black mirror bandersnatch um yeah i i, I liked him in this uh, i've got who uh, William, God, like, yeah, William, William Jackson, Jackson Harper. Harper. Yeah, I've seen like one season of The Good Place, and it's okay. Like I, I'm not sold on The Good Place. I quite like The Good Place, but by season three, and they kept going after that, I got fed up. So I haven't actually seen anything past season three. Yeah, I've seen like the first season and a bit of season two, but I don't know. It's just one of those shows where everybody says it's good, and then I watch it, and I'm like. Yeah. Hmm, that's not as good as everyone says it is. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, Midsummer. It um, there's a lot of again, very, very nice imagery. I feel, I, if I remember, there's a lot of very graphic imagery in this one. Yeah, I'm trying to. If I remember correctly, isn't there like some overhead like shots of them in like? Or am I just imagining that? I feel like there's some overhead um, shots. Of like them in like there's, this pattern. Where, uh, so, well, there's, there's a bit that I can think of where um, Florence Pugh's character, I think it's Danny. Um, yeah. She like runs into the bathroom and then goes into the bathroom. It's an airplane bathroom rather than the bathroom in her house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the way transitioning scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think this film. Yeah. There's a lot, again, there's a lot to take from this film as well. And, you know, she's dealing with, yeah, basically trauma is basically what she's there, is what she has to deal with. Um, She's got a very, an emotionally toxic boyfriend. Yeah. And his friends are massive dicks. (laughs) Very unlikable people. I mean, um, Ari Aster's called this, like, a breakup movie, which I think is quite funny. Um, in a way, yeah, it is. I th- yeah, I, I... And I, I really, again, as we've sort of mentioned before, this film is very sunny. Like, a lot of it is just during the day, and that, again, that adds yeah, it takes, to... It takes place in Sweden, where, um, and it's like a time of year where the sun doesn't properly go down, so it's just kind of always there. Yeah, and I, again, to make comparisons to The Wicker Man as we're obviously going to do it 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 does sort of really like yeah it's sunny but who cares bad shit will happen still you know like it does not it does not matter what's going to happen you know like the, the guy falls off the fucking like he jumps off the fall, cliff he jumps he ju- yeah that's why he jumps off the cliff and he isn't as part of a, a ritual a ritual yeah Is, and doesn't he like I don't remember if there's multiple people that jump off uh, two people jump, yeah, one of them the, survives. One, yeah, and that's just... Which is not 
if that was an image I took a, a long time getting out of my head. Yeah, and just because again, that's so psychologically like just fucked up. Like the idea of like falling from that height, but you're not dead. You're still just barely yeah. alive, but you're I'm facing with a mallet and and you can't even move either because like just your bat your body is just broken like that is so cool. still falling off a cliff yeah and i'm just like again that is it's very brutal but it doesn't feel it doesn't relish in the brutality of the violence neither of these films like show like oh look no, it's still upsetting <laughs> It's still upsetting, yes, but it's not trying to play it off or like this is cool or anything or like showing like look at oh, well, yeah, I'm gonna... Where, yeah, it's not sure, and it's not showing it for the sake of like hey here's violence we're gonna show it to you it, it it's necessary to the plot. Well, I, well, yes, and no. in that that you know those are consequences of things that are happening, but we don't necessarily need to see it. No, we don't need to see it, but I think. And and argue, and to be fair, it arguably might be might be somewhat diminished if you do see it, like because whatever you it's it's the thing of whatever you make up in your mind is obviously scarier than anything you can be shown. Well, you see, yeah. I I think we should change that statement to whatever Ariasta can come up in. <laughs> um. Yeah. He's he's. I feel like how does he come up with this shit? Because he's. I was gonna say what. Who hurt him? Because this is really... Because this is stuff I would never even think of. Like that bit... Yeah, like in Hereditary where Tony Collette's sawing her head off. Like, I would never in a million years think... What is, like, one of the most... What is, like, brutal and just disturbing images can I think of? And I would never, ever think of someone sawing their own head off. Like, that's just... Piano wire. (laughs) Yeah, that's just beyond my... It's just and and but it's an image I just cannot get rid of. Like just it's horrifying. But it, um, yeah. Um, I think again, hereditary, hereditary and minutes are both remarkably short film. Like there is some really it's really nice cinematography. Yeah, both films. and I think the way like in sort of this town they live in, well, not town, the sort of village. I guess it is this area. This area they live in, like the. the cultural group live yeah it's very nice like it's it's not a village but it's kind of like their commune yeah yeah um it's very nice scenery like it looks really nice i would not be against living there if it wasn't i wasn't i'd be afraid that a bunch of pagans would come and kill me yeah that's that's the only drawback is you know you may die this film along with the wicker man basically actually no i'll tell you what before i get to this um what, what is, let's have a discussion of what we find personally scary. Alrighty. Because uh, for me, and this is something that's present in both these films, cults are up there. I find, well, any kind of mass with, you know, a shared opinion that is ultimately quite stupid, <laughs> um, I find terrifying. Yeah. And that's especially reinforced by this film. Basically, the way it goes down is, hey, we've lured these people here for our pagan, you know, Sacrifice, mm-hmm. um, and two members of the cult, you know, sacrifice themselves by going into a big wooden triangle and you know burning alive. Um, yeah, and they're given like or something, being like, "You will feel no pain, you will feel no fear." 
Um, and then, you know, the fire starts, um, and they're screaming because, obviously, they're on fucking fire. Um, and to me, that, that hammers home that whole, oh, yeah, it's, it's all bullshit. These people have, you know, yeah. been absolutely washed and are dying a horrible death for no reason. Yeah. Um, in terms of what I find scary, like, in general, I can find, like, yeah, I do think just sort of a big group of people who believe stupid shit and you, like, just sort of, an, like, inevitable... their sports team. I find sort of inevitability quite yes. unnerving. Like the, unable to like the concept of I don't believe it's fake, yeah. but um, that the concept if there are other people that are engineering a like a, a certain outcome for you, yeah, uh, and and there's nothing you can do to stop it, which is why I find the Wicker Man as scary as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and I guess to to a slightly diminished extent of this, yeah. I think, yeah, the inevitable nature of it, of, like, you cannot do anything to stop this. You cannot get out of this in any way. The The only thing that can result from this is you dying is quite <laughs> fucking terrifying. Cause and, and, and in a way that, you know, I'm, I'm not frightened by the idea, you know, passing away, but, like, you know, certainly be, being used as, like, a pawn in a pagan cult's yeah. Um, ritual and oh, you know, some of the things that happen to the people in this film. You know, if I wouldn't want to. Go through I that. mean, I'm quite scared of dying, but it would be amplified substantially if I'm like, I know I'm going to, and there's nothing I can do about it. Like that is terrifying. Yeah, like, that, like I can sort of live with the fact that, like, yes, I will eventually die. But I would not be able to live with the fact that it's, I know, like, it's going to happen soon. Like, there's that sort of hypothetical question of, like, would you rather know when you die or how you die? How you die, yeah. Exactly. And, um... That shit, you know? Yeah. I just think that, I think, yeah, inevitability is really quite, yeah, scary. And I I think... I don't know. I'm not as scared by like slasher films and films where real people are killing you, unless it's like like this is real people killing you, but it's and and same with hereditary kind of. But there's like sort of there's sort of a supernatural element to hereditary, and like in general, something like real people like if it's like you know just a, a, a regular person who's killing people realistically happen. yeah like something like an actual like if a, like if it's about a, a real just a regular guy who's murdering people that's not quite as scary to me because i don't know it just doesn't get to me on a on a sort of psychological level and um it, so something that we know from another podcast is justified being scared by or supernatural things as when it comes to like real things you can you know, feasibly fight against that yeah um, yeah, yeah whereas if, if it's something supernatural you've got a bit less control over that yeah exactly which is why you know i um if i i occasionally have dreams where i'm being chased by something 
but it's not like a, it's not just like a regular person or anything. It's it's always something like it's zombies or it's some form of supernatural being. Because if I'm being chased by like a real person, it's not. It's, I mean, if it happened in real life, I'd be fucking terrified. But the concept of it isn't as scary as being chased by something that isn't just like human. And I think that. I don't know, I guess it depends. I, I think it very much, yeah, is sort of a case-by-case -case basis on, on what scares people. Because I know... Yeah, and in, in Hereditary, there are... I find that film very scary. Um, and there are supernatural elements to that film. Yeah. But for me, what I, the thing that finds me, that, like, that gets me the most scared is the, you know, the cult side of it. Yeah, I, I do think that's quite... And I, see that. Yeah, and I, and I do want to rewatch. The Wicker Man, because I I really I really like that film as well, but yeah, just something about yeah this film just feels very yeah just a big group of fucking nutcases, and they're gonna kill you. And they're, they're willing to do horrible things for their beliefs. Yeah, they're yeah. Um, I mean that's not too dissimilar from real life unfortunately certain exactly that's why and, that, and that's why it's scary because this is like in real life i'm sure well i would like to hope that in real life there aren't people this mental but you know if you listen to this and you've been sent from your spiritual commune um out into the world and you're planning on luring some friends that you've made over the last few years to your pagan festival. F find a mirror, have a look at yourself, and think about what you're doing. <laughs> I really, really, really think. This one goes out to you. Yeah, I, I think this film... I, yeah, no. I, I don't... Yeah, I don't find Midsummer as scary... Sort of... It, it's sort of something that... I, you need to think... I think Hereditary is sort of more obviously scary as you watch it, whereas I think Midsummer is more of a... You need to think about it a bit, yeah. Yeah, you see it in the cinema, you're on the drive home, and you're kind of thinking about it, and you get... Yeah, and then you're just like, ugh, fuck, that's scary. Um, yeah, there's yeah, some, there's some... Yeah. Oh, there's um, a very <laughs> extended sex scene in this oh yeah i forgot about that but that's... yeah where um I th is it her boyfriend and her he... boyfriend, yeah. yeah boyfriend and he goes in and there's just like a circle of women and there's just a woman just sort of waiting for him which is just like waiting for him being like impregnate me and it's just like and and we cut back to Good it several old... times okay. and it was getting to a point where i'm like okay this has gone on a bit now like Wrap it up. He's got to come eventually. Yeah, it's just and it's just like, all right. I get the point of it, but it's like, can you not? Can you just? We've gotten the point, Ari. Um, I, I was looking at Bo is Afraid because tickets are on sale for it now here, um, and it's rated um for those who don't live in Australia. Our rating system is a bit different. You got G. PG, M, MA15, and R18 is the, the ratings we have for films here. And Bo is Afraid has got a R18 plus rating, which means 
It's the equivalent oh, of an man, NC-17 really. for the for Americans. Um, and it, apparently it has high-impact sex. So, that seems... I mean, uh, that sounds... In the right context, I can get into that. <laughs> the, yeah, they, the, the um, Will Poulter and yeah, William Jackson Upper and, and that, they just get... What, doesn't one of them get, like, skinned? Isn't someone... Doesn't one of them get, like, skinned or something? And Well, Will Poulter gets skinned. And then isn't um, there, like, a tree? Isn't one of them... Or, like, something like that they become, like, are they... I mean, I'm... Well, the one, that, the one that struck me most is somebody gets, um, I believe the term is spatchcocked. It gets made into a, I think it's called a blood eagle, where they like pull the lungs out through your back. Oh god, that's just that's just the concept like of that is horrifying. He's still alive in that bit. The, the boyfriend after he he flees from the the pagan sex ritual, um, yeah. and he runs into like the coop and he sees the guy and the lungs are still moving. Yeah, that's just Paul Bugger. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's called Bl- a blood eagle. I'm I'm reading it here, oh, yeah. but yeah, and then yeah, one of them yeah, in a flower bed and that and, um, yeah, there's just a certain air of like, I I think the film has a lot of, again, there's some really great stuff in it. There's that elongated bit where they're all where all the girls are like dancing around like a pole or whatever um, they're gonna find the may queen the may queen yeah and danny is the may queen and yeah i don't know i i think yeah something about human sacrifices feels yeah it's not is quite unnerving oh, it's not- something you know just human sacrifices in general you know yeah and i something about like one of my favorite episodes of buff my favorite episode of buffy kind of has something like that you know and and just yeah that idea of like oh yeah let's just kill people to please our god and it's just like if god was real he'd probably be telling you hey can you stop that shit um you you know it's probably not you know, Christian God is. Yeah, I know, but it's whatever is yeah. called. But Amen. yeah, just people use it. But people using their like religion to justify bad things is justify horrible actions. Yeah, awful. Again, happens all the fucking time in real life, which is the un- which is the unnerving part. Um, oh yes, terrible. Yeah, but I th- yeah I. I, I, yeah, I, I really like it. I think, I do think, I do think the Wicker Man is better. I will. Yeah, I, I think it's considerably better. I think, I think most people would agree the Wicker Man's better. I think. I don't know. I, I think most people that haven't seen the Wicker Man would just write it off, being like, "Nah, Midsummer," because it's, yeah. it's, it's less old. Even though the Wicker Man is infinitely better, I yep, would argue. I'd agree. Um, I, I really don't know what else to... I feel like, yeah, we've sort of touched on it all. I, I, I just think it... Yeah, it, it pushes a lot of my buttons in terms of, like, what is scary. I, I like, there's a Like, sort of, in terms... Like, it's not... It doesn't... I, I'd need to watch it again, but Hereditary, yeah, sort of scared me while I was watching it, but the more I... Now that we've been talking about Midsummer, um, actually talking about it is scary you know it's 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 two very different kinds of things and 
I'm not saying one or the other is better. I think both are fine, but I think you need to uh, real. I think it depends because maybe that because maybe some people are into prefer one or the other. I think both. I, I think both work quite well, and I'm affected by both. In, I was gonna say I can actually go with both. Um, yeah, I don't. I feel like we've kind of touched on it all, haven't we? There's not actually as much to yeah, say. I'm pretty, pretty pleased with it all. Um, I give Midsummer an eight out of ten as well. Um, I, I gave it a, a 7.5 out of 10 as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is tying into Bo is Afraid, which was originally called Disappointment Boulevard, which I prefer as a title. I think Disappointment Boulevard is a much better title, personally. That's just what I think. It's got uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who... Uh, I really like Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's really, really great. Yeah, it's just about this guy. We're going to follow this guy's life, basically, for three hours or whatever. And I think, like, in theory, I like the idea of that. I I think it just, yeah, sort of depends on the execution. I mean, that's just any film in general. But there's films that, on the surface, seem like this should be my kind of film. And then I watch it, I'm like, oh, that's not as good I I don't know how I'm going to feel about it yeah um I've seen the trailer yeah I'll I'll go see it but yeah no I'll go see it it's just it's not going to be my priority when it comes out because something else is coming out the same day that I'm far more interested in uh is that Evil Dead Rise yes that is Evil Dead Rise and yes Evil, Evil Dead Rise I'm far more interested in. Um, Bo's Afraid, currently a 9 out of 10 on IMDb of from 95 reviews, which is still fairly solid for, you know, a film. Probably going to go down. It's, no, it's def- I'm, I'm sure it's going to go down, but I mean, with like a little under 100 ratings, that's still a fairly solid average. Yeah, well, it's and I'm just having a look here. There is a review here that's that that is titled absolute cult classic i don't know can you call a film a cult classic like what do, like how does one determine... uh, i was gonna say I don't, I don't think you can call something a cult classic at the time of its release i'm not sure i feel like it's works. a film you need the perspective on to be like oh yeah this is a cult class you know it's it's not i was just like yeah it's not if you if they just called it like a classic movie. like a modern an, an instant classic or something like that that yeah, would make sense, classic. but cult classic. I don't. You can't determine that. Yeah, that, that's not something that I think you can say straight off the bat. Yeah, because if you then encourage everybody to go and see it, it stops it's, being it's, a cult. Classic. It's 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 just then a regular classic, you know, yeah. provided people if people see it. Because um, I feel like this is a film that's gonna really be. I think it's going to be divisive. It's going to be very divisive. It's going to... I feel like it's that runtime is going to put people off. I feel like people are not going to want to see it. Yeah. Although, I, general audiences, yeah. But I, I think film people will be like, oh, it's Ari Aster. Let's yeah, see I'm sure film people will want to see it. But is that enough to, like, have, like, for a film to do? Well? Like, I don't know. I, like... Yeah, I don't know. Um... And it is apparently based off a short called Bow. So, 
I assume it's... I, I believe... I assume it's based off that, because it's got the same... But yeah, um, I'll see it, and we'll talk about it in the review of the year, which is so very far away, but we'll talk about it then, and yeah, then you'll see if we liked it or not. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. Next week, it's going to be a very big episode. It's going to be a lot we're going to talk about next week. But the last episode was on Forrest Gump. (laughs) That was interesting. Yeah, no, there was heated debate in the studio. Uh, then, yeah, go listen to that one, because I think it's a bit interesting to listen to people with very, very different opinions. Um, and, yeah, check out all the other, all the old ones. I did John Wick a few weeks ago. Again, fierce debate. Uh, yeah. So check out social medias, Instagram and Facebook. Check out the other episodes, if you want. You don't have to, but like it if you did. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you all in the next one. Goodbye.